0: if we look at a ricochet mark like this, knowing what we know now, right? What, 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 what direction would you think this thing's traveling?
1: I'm probably going to be, uh, I got a 50, 50 chance of being wrong. I'm probably going to be wrong, but I would say it's got a left hand twist. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I would get
0: it wrong. a 50% chance of getting it wrong. That's I it. You're on the left. <laughs> so, uh, well, think about it, right? So, uh, so it's, which way do you think it's traveling?
1: It's traveling uh, to the right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. right. Because you have this nice symmetrical. Right. And I then-
1: learned. I learned something in your class, you I a twist, but oh, you know something. I would have probably predicted the twist correctly if I would have. Thought of it that
0: way—that yeah, exactly. Right, it was yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's important to start with your direction of travel.
1: Right. You know?
0: Start with your direction of travel and then work from there.
1: So so far, I got a fifty on
0: the. You, got, you got a fifty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give you one, you know, ground ball, so at least you get up to a seventy-five, right? Right. So, uh, let's see. So, uh, ricochets can produce marks on glass. And, and that can give you a, a direction of travel as well. So you might see like a spot. So so when, when a bullet strikes glass, you get these circles, right? It's, well, bull, you know, let's do another thing on bullets through glass. We could do a whole another thing on that. It's amazing what, what happens when, when a bullet strikes glass.
1: And but that you, determines directionality, which is important.
0: Yes, what exactly.
1: bullet fired from outside the car or inside the car, right? Right. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, the so, is- so, so, so important.
0: Yes. And also sequence, we can tell which one uh, was fired first sometimes in the best case scenarios, you know. So, uh, but sometimes when a bullet strikes glass, it can actually leave markings on it, uh, on the glass that reflect the rifling of well the bullet, you know. So you could take a casting, uh, you could take, some, you know, like a casting material, like a microsill, and you could make a cast of that. And it might be helpful to a firearms examiner. Maybe if it doesn't tell you exactly which firearm, once again, we can say, okay, left-hand twist and right-hand twist, narrow things down. But uh, also the widths of the lands and grooves can also give us more class characteristics, you know. You can also, you could take a a ricochet mark and you could draw, like go, you could go into a Photoshop program and draw or, or through some measurements, if you really know how to do it, on the crime scene and you draw that ellipse, you draw that full oval around it, right? So it matches exactly the point of impact. And then right where the widest part is, you're gonna measure that, that's gonna be your width. And then you measure the length, right? If you don't have, like you see how the end of the of the uh, ricochet mark is kind of confusing. Where does it end really, you know? Right, it's, right. it's not as well defined as where it begins. So if you take where it begins and you measure out until you get to the widest point, that would be your halfway mark, right? So you could, to get the full length, you could measure out to the widest point and then just double this measurement. That'll give you your full length. And then you take the width. Now, if you divide, and this is what you were talking about before, reminded me of this. I remember in 10th grade, bro, sitting there in my geometry class in 1978 or whatever it was right and i'm looking at my my teacher and i'm like dude there is like no way in the world i will need to know all this shit about a triangle there's no fucking way man you know who cares and he's like he's like yeah, oh, but you gotta go uh, you know corresponding sides or congruent triangles and, and so katoa and i'm like Fuck you, man! This yeah. is bullshit. You know, but it, so, somehow I I actually had like a knack for it, right? And so so what's one of the first jobs I have when I'm working, you know, to support myself, pay, pay rent? i carpentry, right? Yeah. As a carpenter, you got to make things square and plumb and all that, and that it's all about trigonometry and geometry. And I was like, wow, I really. Ended up needing to know this stuff, and then when I get into this stuff, it's the same thing. It's like trigonometry is a huge part of that, right? So essentially, you can you can determine your angle of impact. John, right?
1: that's why I became a cop, man. I got of this shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I couldn't do carpentry, and I couldn't
0: do geometry. So, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff, bro. So, so, but but so, if you do some trigonometry on this, you can take the width and divide it by the length, and then you take the arc sine, right? So sine, remember sine, cosine, tangent. Yeah. Right? So essentially, you're, you're you're building a triangle within this thing, and I can tell you, uh, you know, an approximate angle at at which this struck the surface, which could be helpful. It might point us back to where the shooter was, you know. And then once again, you look for things. I don't, I don't like using discharge cartridge cases as, you know, a clear indicator of where the shooter was standing. Because as you see, like, right, what happens? EMS shows up. They drive down the scene. It's like, right. everything's rolling down the street with the bus, you know. And, and uh, you know, then, then you have uh, ESU comes through to do a search, and the patrol guys do a search. People are kicking stuff around. You're, you're, you know, it's not always – the clearest indicator if it lands in grass you know cartridge case lands in grass or sand or something like that it's a pretty reliable you know uh, metric yeah, well yeah because it hits and stops yeah exactly right but the way we you know in a city when does that happen you know
1: i remember i was at this big crime scene it's a police shooting in the 2-8 and it was all taped off and the esu guy goes under the tape and resnick fucking let him have it with a a mouthful of expletives. Hey, fucking here! I was like, <laughs> the guy turned like away. He goes, "What the fuck are you doing in that scene I was like, "Wow, what, yeah. the,
0: what the nicest chief you can have to push out." <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that stuff is, uh, you know, clearing the scene. That's a, that's an art, you know. Right, right. As a sergeant, you had oh. to. <laughs> Resnick you know.
1: had the funniest line though. I was at the. Um, it was either at Homicide or CIC. He, he says, there's a very specific height that you should put the crime scene tape. He goes, "It should be about 24 to 26 inches off the ground. He goes, because there's a lot of fat fucks on this job. He goes, they can't go under it and they can't go over it. <laughs> I thought that was funny as hell.
0: Yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic. He had a good way of putting things, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was an art, you know. Is uh, you know, I used to want to make sure my guys had the room to work, you know. But back when we had film cameras, we'd take the camera with no film in it and put a flash on it and, and start taking pictures, and, and everybody would scatter when they yeah, saw, yeah. you know, or uh, or sometimes, or oh, chief, you, chief, could I get your uh, name and tax number? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> or, or or you have the swab, you know, like a swab. You'd be like, hey, boss, thanks, thanks for coming by. Listen, uh, anybody who's inside the crime scene, I got to get their DNA. Oh, I'll see you, Sarge. Hi. Well, I'll tell
1: you something. John Savino, who was a very uh, thorough first-grade detective from Manhattan Special Victims, he had this really important attempted murder rape case, and uh, there were a bunch of uh, cigarette butts in the ashtray. He tested every single one of them, but he had to do elimination DNA from every detective that responded to the scene. Don't you know that a couple of those butts came back to a detective? Really? Violation of crime scene 101, smoking a cigarette, and putting it out in the ashtray in the yeah. crime scene. I mean, how? I mean, you can't, you can't, I mean, it's horrible,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like using the phone. Well, Now, probably no one would ever do that because everyone has a cell phone. Right. But we had crime scenes where a detective or a cop used the phone. Like, dude, what are you doing? You know? They're gonna dump that phone, and the call you made is coming back. You're gonna be
0: embarrassed as hell, right? We <laughs> had a guy in in housing. He he used to love DOAs. He'd go, he'd make a sandwich and oh, like sit next to the guy and watch television. You know, he like oh, I mean, that's unbelievable. The yeah, the I mean, guys used to burn coffee on the stove to get the the DOA oh, smell. Yeah, the smell is sometimes. Horrendous. Yeah, yeah, crazy. No, we
1: we're, we're actually at like an hour and a half.
0: Oh, really? Wow.
1: So right. I want to go a few more minutes, but this is, uh, it's been, to me, it's been a fascinating presentation. I hope we have some techies out there and some uh, people really interested in forensic science and this very specific topic, you know, cause I'm not telling a joke every 10 seconds. So, you know, we, this is some serious, <laughs> this is some serious stuff. I'm trying it's to all stop. for
0: free. It's all forensics
1: for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. This is forensics for free. That's right. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I could go over a couple of things. We'll just, we'll, we'll wrap it up, you know. Okay. Uh, like, Bill, when you can make a triangle out of something, you can solve things, you know. Uh, this is trying to determine uh, our ricochet angle here. Here's a piece of, uh, a slab of concrete. You see here, a, a bullet strikes this and bounces off. Uh-huh. And hits this thing called a witness panel, right? So if we level across from here to the witness panel, right? And yeah. then we take that measurement and then we measure from there up to where the bullet struck. We have two legs of a triangle. And with those two legs of a triangle, I can, I can uh, reconstruct all the angles of the crime scene. We'll do that. We can mess with that another time. Okay. This one is really important, though. This is showing you, this is we're using a tracer round, firing a bullet into sand. So what, what's the twist on this, on this uh, barrel that the bullet's fired?
1: I get the 50% 50, to fifty percent. 50 come on, Bill. Well, it's going to the right, but <laughs> all right. He said right. Hey, so I, I still got a fifty on this test. <laughs> there
0: you go. No, you got that one right. Oh, all right. Seventy-five. All right. So, 50. All right, so wait, how about this one? Oh, left. Hand. There you go. All right. So that's that's two out of three. That's a sixty. Oh 66.
1: my god! That's I agree I'm, I'm pulling myself
0: out of the sand, you. Yeah, but, but I'll tell you, this is, this is a great piece of photography, though, isn't it? You know, you can yeah. see the bullet traveling, and you can see it on the tracer. You see how it's like the line going to where it strikes the sand is a straight line, and then it's all squiggly as it leaves, uh-huh. right? That's because the bullet's tumbling, right? So it strikes the sand, it's tumbling, whoop, 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 and it goes off to the left. And this one goes off to the right. There's a right-hand twist, there's a left-hand twist. And that's mm-hmm. what I was talking about. So, like – at, at these crime scenes, people see, okay, a ricochet mark here, I'm gonna go look at this house over here because the longer the longer uh, the bullet travels after it deflects is gonna be much further from where straight ahead would be, right? right. So if this is like a you know two blocks, I-, I could be at a house over here all the way to the left saying, okay, I know this was a left- hand twist. Everybody's oops! everybody's looking over here, straight ahead. But I know enough to look more to the left because I saw a ricochet mark with a left-hand twist, and this is this one kind of you know cements it for you. Uh, here I'm shooting at the hood of this this uh, Jeep, right? So here's a shot, ready? Boom! It strikes over here, and the bullet strikes over here. That's our witness panel. Right. So I'm firing from a from a, a gun that has a what? Here's the, here's the impact, and here's the here's the where the bullet strikes the left hand twist that boy yeah you got it bro see what i mean you got it i mean you'll, and you're and never gonna forget this i'm telling you you're never gonna forget this and it'll come in handy so yeah this is uh and you see how much so here the bullet struck and see how much higher it is it hits sheet metal so the sheet yeah. metal bends and then it launches it right we could go down a little further where uh where i'm shooting uh this is a piece of uh steel, right? right? See it strikes here and uh, it didn't have much of an effect as far as deflection, but see how low it is, right? The steel's here, but with with the sheet metal, it was up high and more to the left. So the sheet metal made our, our ricochet angle steeper than this. And this is what we were talking about, how the bullet will sort of travel almost parallel with the surface, you know? Uh, that's what they used to teach in the projects. They said, like, like don't hug the wall like this because the bullet's gonna travel along the wall. <laughs> I remember that. Like, I, I was like, get out of here, you know? Yeah. I, I watched the Lone Ranger. I know you can ricochet this thing all over the place. So these are just uh, bullets that have ricocheted and they struck my witness panel. You see, this is the, the profile of a bullet, right? It's not a round hole. This, oh, okay. this looks like a bullet went sideways through this, right? Because once it hits it destabilizes and it tumbles. Right. So now we now know
1: only one thing
0: left
1: to do, <laughs> <is out> <laughs> Wait along. Oh Ricochet Rabbit. Yeah,
0: Ricochet <laughs> Rabbit. But we know, we know those guys didn't do their homework because the bigger, slower guy would have ricocheted more than I, the smaller. I just love the
1: bing, 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 yeah, hey, yeah. rabbit. You know, I, I always remember that, you know. Yeah. So, John, this was uh, fascinating. I mean, uh, I think we went for an hour and a half talking about this. And we could probably stay here for days longer and go into other forensic topics. But yeah, starting out with ballistics, ballistics and then getting into ricochets and stuff. You want to plug anything? You got anything you want to uh, talk about? I know you're not forensics for free. You, you get paid for this stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, no, nothing nothing really, you
1: know. Uh, Are all the TV stations trying to rope you in to work for free? <laughs> for, <laughs> for
0: free. want.
1: forensics I mean. for, free? for free? I get called up all the time, too, and they're trying to say, hey, you know the case? Yeah, you know, hold it before you go any further. How much? That's right. Oh, 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 you want money? Yeah. Yes. I'm done doing that shit for free. I know this guy, John uh, Pellucci, for free. (laughs) Give him a call. I go, I don't do that shit for free. Right. It's funny how they break it to you. And then they're like, oh, well, do you know any other detectives that work that case? You can go. They don't want to
0: work for free either, you know? I know. I know. You know, I mean, listen, if it was to help somebody, it's one thing, you know? That's and, and not only that, but they always twist what you say. And it's always, uh, you know. I, I so look, all was, of those,
1: uh, the, the uh, IG shows, uh, some of them are good. But some yeah. of them are like, you know, you look at them and you're like, oh, my God. They, they're so sensationalizing. There's yeah. one where there's, and I will this narrator, she goes, and then they went to get them.
0: I'm like, oh, my God. Where did they get her from, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the opposite of the guy from Forensic Files. That that was my cure for insomnia. Even though it was a very interesting show, the narrator's like, and then they found a knife. And, then, and I'm like. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> or Joe Kender, who's personally solved 400 murders, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the whole state of Colorado had 400 murders. Has
1: had 400 murders in its history, going back to the 1800s. Right.
0: But he solved all of them. He did. It's amazing. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I guess uh, we'll be closing. Look, we're all too old fucks. We have to wear eyeglasses all the time because we can't see, right? Right, right. Anyway, this is episode number nine of Real Crime Stories. And instead of talking about a real crime story, we did something different today. We talked about the science of ballistics and ricochets. And I hope that our listeners out there found it interesting. We couldn't have anyone more qualified to talk about this than retired Sergeant John Pellucci from Forensics for All. And what's the new name of it? I'm sorry. CSI Experts, Inc. CSI Experts, Inc. That sounds original. Yeah. (laughs) I like forensics for
0: free better. That gives the wrong impression. See well now. Now the, now the listeners and viewers have tools, right? And remember that old that old TV commercial. You get to keep the tools. That's
1: right. Once you learn how to use them, you can actually take them home with you. <laughs>
0: but
1: before you don't know how to use them, you keep them at school. We don't trust you, right? right. <laughs> you get to keep the tools. You but then once you learn, you get to keep the tools. You can take them home. You can take your house apart. You know. <laughs> Anyway, John, thank you so much for coming on the show. No, it's always a pleasure. I mean, this is what you, you did two episodes way back when we first started out. And yeah. that was more, but we were all over the place talking about different things. But today it's been a real learning experience. And uh, I hope one day you'll come back on again or we'll be on a TV show together where we both get paid. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> that sounds great.
1: But we don't do it for free.
0: That's right. We'll still do this show for free, but that's we do right. I mean, this one free,
1: but but the, the TV show, you pay us money. That's Dinero. right. That's right. <laughs> we get big D metal, right? <laughs> All right, John, thank you so much. I Everyone. Bless. This has me. been Real Crime Stories, episode number nine, with retired Sergeant John Pellucci. Thanks for listening. Thanks. For-